now. Ding, ding, ding. Here we are. Episode six, Broker MC's podcast. My name is Alan. Here I am with Brian, the professor. What up? Mrs. McLean. Mr. McLean. And we have Harry, the editor, the producer. The handsomest. The most handsomest. Hi, how's it going? You didn't do the... How you doing? I'm changing it up. Are you changing? Episode six, we're already changing. And we're missing our one and only female of the staff, McLean's wife. Yeah, she's headed to Napa to do a little oh. grape testing. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all buying a, vi- a vineyard? <laughs> I just, they, they were saying something about just wanting to try out some different grapes. The garage burns down. You're like, hey, just, just buy a vineyard. <laughs> Congrats, by the way, on burning the garage down. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> We go to the beach now. So welcome back. Everyone's been on vacation. I yeah. went to Aspen, Colorado, not right. California. It was great there. Snow mass. Didn't see any bears. Looking for them. Got lost on the trails. Uh, that was fun. For me, it was. But for Adrian, she was pretty mad. She was really yeah. mad. Yeah, did you we get both... lost or did she get lost? Uh, well, so it was we're you. going down the mountain. And there's all these trails, right? And we're on uh, Vista Trail. And then we come across this sign that says Intermediate Trail. I'm like, all right, we're ready for this. Let's do the Intermediate so it takes us to the right. Well, then we get to another fork in in the trails, and it's uh, Tom Tom Ford, which I think is Tom Foolery. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. So it takes us 45 minutes away from the hotel versus with the other one would have taken us about five minutes from the hotel. Oh. And so we get and we get but we get on this. We're just behind homes, and to me, I'm like, all right, cool, civilization, right? To Adrian, it's like, well, that's where bears want to hide. They want to hide, or they want to come eat the garbage from these homes. And we're in high grass, but there's a trail, but we're in high grass. And we finally make it to the road, and I pull up on the GPS how far we are from the hotel, and it says five, seven minutes. I'm like, sweet. But I had it on car, so I, had, so I moved it over to, to walking, oh. and I was like, oh, we're 45 minutes. So I had to call the hotel, see if they'd come pick us up. It was raining. It was like 8 o'clock at night, 7.30 at night, so it was really it was getting dark. Yeah, Adrian was freaking out. But we walked four miles that way that day the next day we did eight and a half miles up and down congratulations yeah the next day we did seven miles so we did a, we did like 19 miles total for this for the hiking yeah. that could be one reason i've lost like 10 pounds in the last month yeah. i look like uh I look like harry did back in fifth grade dude so i just got back from <laughs> i just got back from greater detroit and oh yeah you were doing a uh, disco yeah so who would have thought that the detroit area would have so many uh disc golf courses and they're all public uh, they're actually state parks. What do you do? Throw a dart at, at a map and go, all right, we're going there. No, no, no. So I, I Googled the top disc golf courses in the country and, uh, two of them showed up in Detroit and, um, <laughs> but what's crazy is, so you have to go to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So what's crazy. I flew into Detroit, but I never actually stepped foot in the Detroit. I was around the, the, the great, the surrounding areas that are basically highly wooded, but, um, <laughs> That's smart man, it's, it's awesome. Because Did you take protection? Their courses, they're all state parks, and so they're all perfectly manicured. I mean, I played 124 holes in four days. Jeez, dude. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. How much was that? Did you did you keep track on your watch? How far you walked? Ooh, I I probably should have, but no. Oh, I did every day. I did. It was crazy. 978 foot par fours. Whoa. Oh, I'm making like a nine on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm making like a 43. <laughs> Oh man! Add him up there, Harry. Hold on, I gotta get my calculator yeah, so out. The, <laughs> the reason why, you know, we're talking about these vacations. Uh, I was talking to to Harrison is that, you know, traditionally we take our vacations from July fourth until school starts because, um, basically the end of the, you know, peak season for residential comes mm-hmm. to an end in July fourth. We were, I think, our last podcast. We were all very curious since this year. Last year, obviously, was a major anomaly, and we were all curious if this year we would settle back right. into something that we're all more used to. And mm-hmm. it sure looks as such, right? So we saw we saw the residential sector really slow down after Memorial Weekend right. and then just absolutely slam on the brakes July 4th. And every listing that we've seen pop up each day is either price reduced or back on market. I've noticed that a lot, yeah. Big time. Well, I've, known, I've only been doing this, what, for two months now? Two, maybe three? And since I started, since July 4th, it's been crazy drop off of people I call going, we were looking, but now we're not. It's like drop of a hat. It's yeah, ridiculous. I, I talked to an agent yesterday and I said, hey, I haven't talked to you in a long time. What's going on? And she was like, well, I've got a land deal and, you know, so I couldn't come to you. But the next deal I get, I promise to come to you. And she goes, it's just so slow. 
right, right now. But the investors are coming to town. So the last two deals, um, I so our last two listings, um, <clears throat> we had an investor release an asset and another investor is picking it up. And then the home two doors down from us, um, we um, put it on the market and an investor bought it, right? So oh, nice. they're all coming to town. And so that is that is actually good news for me because that makes me know that we're getting back to our normal yearly cycle, which okay. that used to occur late August or definitely Labor Day weekend. You knew the investors were coming to town hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. And so that's when listings were traditionally purchased less than asking price. Um, and you saw very tough amendments, meaning, you know, you think about investors they are all about the dollars, right? So they come in, they try to acquire as low as possible. They um, and then during the option period, they're going to hit you with a very stiff amendment. I mean, I've seen some where, you know, you're already under contract and they they try to get you down 30 more thousand yeah. dollars. Um, so it seems to me that we're falling back into that that normal uh, fiscal cycle. And it makes sense because the average consumer um, that buys and sells based on the school year calendar, they're done. Yeah. And and so we're seeing those people kind of, you know, shy away. But to me, it's very interesting that they are because there's actually somewhat deals to be had where before, you know, they were trying to compete against everyone else buying at the same time, um, uh, leveraging themselves against, you know, cash buyers, people that were like ready to come in and, and make a move quick. Right. And now you've got properties that, especially if you see price reduction back on market, you've got an opportunity um, to at least have balance between the buyer and the seller. If if anything, there's just, some negotiation now. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're going to see that negotiation start to teeter in favor of the mm -hmm. buyers. Okay. Um, and that typically lasts um, until Christmas. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll have to see. Obviously, yeah. you know, we were in uncharted waters for so long. It's nice to see that we're back into something that we recognize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed anything on the rental market? So two things. <clears throat> I think, I think number one, these investors, they're, they're moving very, very quickly because they understand that they need to get a tenant in there rapidly that mm -hmm. can be settled in before the school district starts. Right. right. And right. so, and then you have to assume that the majority of those tenants are kind of the people that just got, you know, beat around um, during those very, very yeah. tough months. And they're like, okay, we'll offer, offer, offer. Right. All right, fine. Let's just rent but, kind of thing. I mean, let's take Falconhead, which is the neighbor that neighborhood that we're in that I live in. Mm -hmm. And that particular home, that investor is going to put it up for $5,000 oh. a month. Whoa. I mean, you know, it's a one bedroom shack too, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a four bedroom, with four bedroom pool, home, two baths. Still like Sweet traditionally, um, you know, Falcon thousand, thousand a year ago. Yeah. You know, uh, two years ago we were 3000. We mm -hmm. eclipsed that if you had the pool in the four bedrooms, but you know, to see a, a $1,500 jump. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the, you know, we've talked Why about, wouldn't you invest? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious to see how many more of those, um, that come in and, and Harrison spoke to it. We, we have different lead generation platforms that, you know, capture these consumers and, and we're seeing them, right? So we see them both in heavily dominated school district areas and we see them in areas that, um, aren't really dominated by the school district, right. more, more dominated by proximity to downtown or, or proximity to the east side. But um, now the the slowdown that I'm talking about is really more on the school district dominated areas because that's that's predicated by the school calendar and being settled in before the school year starts. We are not seeing any sort of slowdown downtown. In fact, downtown, I would say, is on the rise. Condo units are moving very rapidly now where they were struggling before. And we have to assume that was because of the camping. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 then the east side, obviously, is still on fire. Yeah. So, you know, where those opportunities, um, they don't really fall under the same school year fiscal calendar. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the resurgence of being fine living downtown, I'm very curious about myself because. We now see, you know, most media outlets are posting how many COVID cases they are. Uh, Travis County has sent out multiple warnings about going to stage four and anything like that is should put a damper 
on high density type living areas, Mm -hmm. right? Because those are the ones that are most affected because you, you know, the physical proximity to other human beings. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is something I'm definitely going to watch is, is the condo stuff downtown going to be impacted if we start getting back Back into into COVID. That's right. And I don't think the East side will, we, we've, the East side showed no signs of, of slowing down whatsoever during any phase. The East side, I haven't been down there in a long time. And then I, I did an open house over there the other day where I had an appointment. I don't remember what I was doing, but I went to a few houses and it is amazing over there. Like right. it's close to downtown. There's also great bars everywhere. Correct. Franklin's is right there. It's amazing. I Their could, walkability score is incredible. Yeah, and, it's fantastic. You know, the there's a, a whole different type of restaurant genre down there. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, even the level of the wait staff is superior, you know, mm-hmm. like they they're actual like congenial and, and genuine individuals yeah. that like really want to service the customer and and the overall experience of the dining on the east side is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then you also have just the, <clears throat> the good old fashioned walkable like taco stands and stuff like that, too. They're all just well, fantastic. food trucks are awesome. Out there. Yes. Like, amazing. Um, I got approached uh, to open a bar out there. Well, anywhere they said. And I said, East Side is the place to go. Yes. You going to do it? Uh, I don't know. We have to find a spot. Um, see. I know somebody who can help with that. <laughs> I know you can't. I really. Yeah, let's look. Okay. Um, but the mortgage industry, I mean, you can speak to better than I can. But well, the, the mortgage industry right now, just a little heads up on what's going on with them. Uh, there's the 15 best disc parks <laughs> in the United States. By the way, I didn't see anything from Detroit. <laughs> Lots in Texas, though, by the way. Um, on the mortgage, though, it's slow. It looks good. We have a 3.24 on a 30-year fixed rate as of today. Uh, 15-year rate mortgage is 2.301. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you got to qualify. Interest obviously. rates are incredible, but yeah. the the traditional person that uses a a, a, a single-family residential mortgage mm. are the type that usually fall under that school district calendar. Oh, yeah. Right? And yep. so that, that peak season is coming to a mm-hmm. close for them as well. And... Traditionally, <clears throat> investors are either cash or their 1031 exchange right. or something of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, you see an investor with uh, a mortgage, right? If they don't want to, if interest rates are in fact like this right. and they don't want to over leverage all their cash. Yeah, but, Jumbo is 2.2 right now on a 5.1. You know, we talked about this 1031 exchange mm-hmm. in, in the air. And I think everyone is, I, I shouldn't say the words everyone, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a bit over consuming, but I think... A lot of investors are saying, I'm going to do this now in case this 1031 exchange gets banged up in the future. Right. Um, at least that's the trend I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Have um, you noticing on the building materials coming down? Or... They are. They okay. are. Well, we opened with Canada open back up or they're opening up on the second or something, right? So the building materials are down. Uh, the last uh, data I saw was down 40 percent. Oh, um, wow. Yes. Okay. And so you have to really get specific. Is that lumber? Is it metal? Um, mm-hmm. Right. But right. What, we, what we now know is the fundamental issues with construction is more geared towards non-availability of the of the contractors yeah because you had um you you have this perfect storm of people now i'm gonna use myself as a prime example yeah so i'm basically priced out of my own market you know when i bought um our particular home in falconhead yeah you know uh four and a half years ago the price I would have to buy in now is almost double, right? right. And so, you know, it, people like myself are like, well, I'm going to improve this property because right. I'm going to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have that combined with all of what happened during snowpocalypse, right? So people yeah. that, you know, pipes busted, their pool equipment went out, whatever, those parts have been, you know, delayed for so long. They had like eight plus week lead times, not to mention the fact that the contractors were booked solid. So now those those contracts are still being fulfilled. Right. And so um, people that are still looking to do some sort of improvement or obviously looking to build neighborhoods are all fighting for that workforce. Right. Along with the fact that commercial construction is still booming. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's two new skyscrapers downtown uh, that DPR built block 71 and block 185 incredible buildings, um, not to mention more developments in the domain. Mm -hmm. So, all of that workforce is in high demand right. um, and, and good for them. And so, you know, and I think um, there's more infrastructure projects coming. You know, you've seen 
uh, highway construction all over the place. That's the same. Now, um, residential and commercial construction is slightly different than transportation construction, but you're Mm -hmm. still talking about an overall pool of construction workforce. Right. right? And so, you know, they're all basically leveraging what is their best opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, that's that's the trend that I'm seeing. Have you seen the uh, new way to build a home? A uh, gentleman by, out of uh, Belgium created it. It's called Ga- uh, the company's called Gablock, and it's there's a couple different. It's like those. Lego, right? So there's there's more literally than one like Lego like... bricks, right? You know, so they get that, the the foam oh, wow. the foam is already inside mm-hmm. it. The insulation is already inside it, and you just build your home like you're building a Lego. And house. there's baked concrete. Um, there's all different it. types of sandwich panels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it. It's, it's very similar to um, this revolution of electric cars, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. we were very, very heavy on gasoline. Right. Well, then here comes the Gulf War and here comes all this terroristic activity mm-hmm. based on the fact that we're all fighting for that oil. Right. And it urges the, the private sector to ch- make a change, right? And so similarly, if um, building materials are, you know, <clears throat> if they're out of control, you can't get them, then the private sector you know, by nature of the capitalistic economy is going to do something about it. Right. And, you know, it's it, it 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 has to be cost effective. And so these products right. have been around like those particular products. I was mm-hmm. talking about those, 2018. Yeah, I was actually talking about those in around 2002. Really? Uh, yeah. What? But nobody would use them because that makes sense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the speed of just throwing lumber up, you know, and you build the home is, right. was there. And it wasn't until it wasn't until a change was required. Mm-hmm. Does, does those materials start to make sense? Yeah. And. I'm, I watched the video and it, it's, it makes total sense. I mean, the way they do this house, the way they put it up, and it's like they design it for you so they know how many exactly how many bricks you need or blocks you need. Right. And they send it to the site and boom, your foundation is done and you go up from there. If only it was actually that easy. Yeah. It says it's that easy. <laughs> Anything online is true. You know that, right? It is. I love that, that you captured one video. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? There's this one video. Uh... Well, hey, so, here, and let's uh, let's touch about uh, commercial real estate, right? So we talked about um, kind of you read what's going mind. on with residential mm-hmm. real estate, right? The commercial real estate is showing absolutely zero signs of slowdown. In fact, yeah. I think they're actually going to ramp up somewhat exponentially. And really? so, well, yeah, because now the if we go to phase, if we go beyond phase four, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat my words, right? Yeah. But let's, I mean, hotels are booked. Um, yeah. restaurants are filling seats and the, the soccer stadium sold out. Yeah. Right. So the, um, the entities that provide, um, you know, goods and services for, um, you know, the city and, and for e-commerce are, right. are booming. I mean, mm-hmm. e-commerce is, is incredibly booming. And yeah. so whenever that is the case, then it's like a machine and that machine is being fed very well. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the signs of hospitality, the signs of of office space, yeah. obviously being leased is an incredible sign. Right. right? And so um, and if you know, if we're building stadiums and packing them, if we're um, building high rises and filling every floor with yeah. with tenants like Google, then all signs are showing that commercial real estate is, is going to be in a good position for right. quite some time. Now, again, you know, I no one no one has a crystal ball to say what where are we gonna land in this new mm-hmm. um COVID cycle yeah. right and we have this delta variant mm-hmm. there's also apparently just a very nasty summer cold going around the flu possibly <laughs> <laughs> hey don't say the f word man it, oh, sorry, sorry. it died it died last year <laughs> it died last year nothing anymore <laughs> died in february of 2020 um so you know and it, this this cycle is obviously weighing very heavily on parents' minds that um, not just that, you know, are working, mm-hmm. um, but obviously that have children in in the school age, right? Yeah. Because as we talked in our podcast, um, I can't remember which one, but it was very definitive here mm-hmm. in Lake Travis, you know, uh, no virtual tomorrow, learning yeah. and, and we don't require masks, mm-hmm. right? Well, Travis County just sent out this phase four warning and wait we're in phase four now again mm-hmm. that's right what does that just mean? two weeks ago we were in phase three so basically the little the little picture thing i mm-hmm. saw says if you are vaccinated you don't 
need to wear a mask. If okay. you aren't vaccinated, it's recommended that you do. Phase five is, I believe, the requirement, right? Okay. So, um, and and we saw Governor Abbott's, Governor Abbott's address last week, mm-hmm. where, you know, he is he stated very um, uh, steadfast that we are going to remain open. Where we need to keep our state mm-hmm. o- economy running, right? But we're seeing full countries starting to close down. Yeah. You mentioned Australia and mm-hmm. South Africa this morning, right? So, at some point, there's going to be a shift, mm-hmm. right? And um, obviously, we don't have enough material now to to discuss where we should be. We all hope mm-hmm. that you know that the counties, the states, and obviously our nation mm-hmm. make the right choice. Right. But um, we, it, everything is a big question mark right now, yeah. and I think everyone is like, "Oh man, here we go again." I think is the that is the the main you know meme I've seen is the main text I've seen. Well, here we go again. Yeah, when we thought we were out of the woods, that's right. This comes mm-hmm. back up, and it's such a tired topic. Like, I'm so sick of talking about COVID. I just <laughs> want to be done with it. But you know, the other thing I'd like to talk about, and I don't, you know, this is simply from my perspective. I'm no, I'm no uh, meteorologist, but it has rained for three months here and that's over with by the way when i was it is summer has officially started Mm -hmm. which these are what we're used to in june um and you know by this time it's usually a hundred and it's been a hundred for x amount of days so when i was up in detroit i mean it rained off and on every day i was there and Mm -hmm. i was talking to those locals there and they were like yeah this is this is incredible for us it's it's the most really oh yeah and so um now i don't know what parts of the nation but so I was down in Port Aransas, down in Corpus Christi. Yeah. The week before I got there, they got 19 inches of rain in a week. Whoa. They average 24 inches a year. It's not that lot. It's not that long. Yeah. So you know when you drive along the beach, mm-hmm. there's like the driving area, the parking by the coast, right. and then yep. there's the soft sand that you don't get in. You can get stuck. Right. There was no soft sand. It was, it was like all just dense. It, no, it was like hills away. with lagoons, and you had to avoid them. I mean, it was Whoa. like standing water everywhere, and so. And then sure enough, it rained off and on the, while we were there. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, my assumption is that their weather has cleared up into something more normal for the summer right. as well. But mm-hmm. we saw the most precipitation that we've ever seen in the winter, i.e. the snowpocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then now the most precipitation in the summer months we've ever seen. It usually rains just in May. Right. I mean, it rained May, June, July. Like, that's insane to yeah. me. And, you know, I think for me, I'm curious... Is that a one year deal it, or is that going to be the new norm? And I'm fine with it. It was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it kept kept the temperatures down. It kept our lawns looking fantastic. Yeah. Um, the lakes look great. You know, usually by now um, we're starting to see the, the lakes starting to drop. Yeah, like Travis we're, is bright green and it's lost 19 feet of water. And so it's, it's crazy. Gorgeous right now. We don't actually have a significant difference in rainfall. So if you were to look at the yearly average, mm-hmm. it doesn't show anything different because we haven't had those freak thunderstorms that just dropped 10 inches on South Lamar. You know yeah. what I mean? A flood <laughs> yeah. the place, right? We mm-hmm. haven't yeah, had yeah. those. So it's just steady. random flash floods. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It was, you know, it's going to rain in the afternoon or is... Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, is this Florida? I mean, Florida? it basically was. On? It was. It's, it'd be gorgeous. And then right around three, four, five, it'd storm like heavy for an hour and then be nice again. And so, South Cancun was. Um, you know, I remember, remember when we had that real bad drought and it was a hundred degrees for a hundred days in a row Mm -hmm. and, and the lakes were looking terrible. Mm -hmm. And, and the report that I read, um, they had this like evolutionary time lapse Mm -hmm. showing basically the, um, weather from West Texas moving over into Austin Mm -hmm. and, and Texas looking drier as you move. Uh, west to east right mm-hmm. well the exact opposite happened this year and so um that, i just find that really peculiar that's and it's, it's obviously something that's happened at, at least across a lot of the country right so we should get a meteorologist on here we should you know yeah. any alan it rained yeah i do it rained every day on us in colorado what he's gonna say is there's a 50 percent chance of this <laughs> doing this again or not <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so well, okay. to switch gears here real quick, has anyone noticed the homeless uh, situation in downtown? Has it so, helped or hurt the market? So the the camping 
um, I I go into downtown somewhat infrequently, yeah. um, but I definitely cruise along the Ben White 71 corridor somewhat frequently mm -hmm. heading uh, either to San Antonio or, or, or south. And that is completely cleaned up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was it was kind of rough for a while, you know, literally right there along the highways. Um, that's gone. The 183, not only 183, they clean up all that, but mm -hmm. they they literally tore that overpass down and are redoing it. Yeah, which okay. I find incredible. That thing is, you know, less than 30 years old. Yeah. But um, who would have thought that you only needed one overpass going from Cedar Park to downtown and not overpasses going all the ways? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm in downtown, not frequently, but out there enough because I like I said, I've been spending a lot more time in east side and river place not river place riverside right and riverside by that heb right there it was just condensed oh and... it was bad especially that green lawn out in the middle yeah it was yeah. it was it's i mean it's not completely cleaned up yet but it's right. definitely looking a lot more natural now. that's correct so it's they're working on it and uh i know my mom she's dating a homeless commander. guy yeah a homeless guy um <laughs> uh, a commander for apd and he's just like yeah they're breaking it down uh in phases and i go what does that mean she goes i don't know he doesn't know either what about Thanks. around the, the um city hall are they still camping there i don't know has I'll have to go check. yeah i mean uh we we went ate at uh taverna and uh, they were there it was kind of entertaining actually mm -hmm. what yeah. i would you know looking at it from the other side of the perspective mm -hmm. i would like to talk to someone that's saying what are the negative implications of what we just did i also want to know where that. where do these people get displaced to and mm -hmm. and what what is it that we're not? Oh, yeah, seeing? they're just going. Yeah. Something, they're just going to another city. Think so? Just, that or uh, they came here when they found out that they could camp on the streets and everything. I mean, that Lubbock. Was... <laughs> they may be going out out of state. They give away free tortillas at the games. <laughs> <laughs> Are you here for the game? No, I'm here for the tortilla. <laughs> uh, um, I'm looking online here real quick and. They said that they are not around the city hall anymore. They have moved them. And wow. the band, actually, they're down 70% on homelessness. So they're going somewhere. But mm -hmm. Harrison, um, I know that you and the ATX agents yeah. are um, doing a philanthropy event um, yeah. to, to try to raise uh, yeah. food donations, right? Can yeah, you speak so to that? We're doing, um, there's six of us and we're each taking a different spot in Austin. Uh, I'm doing Lakeway and me and Connor are actually splitting Lakeway and B Caves area. Great. And so we're going to go around, just knock on doors, ask people what's going on. Hey, if you have any canned foods, we'll bring it to this uh, donation. Or if you want to donate money, we'll have a QR code. You just scan that bad boy and you can donate if you want. So we're putting up boxes around different restaurants and businesses. And y'all are partnering with the Austin Food Bank? Or yeah. what? That's great. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, more job, opportunities man. like that. Thanks. Um, it wasn't my idea. I don't want to. Yeah, it was my idea. I'm taking full credit. So, <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna mention something and I'll mm -hmm. try to tie it in. But yeah, um, I watched a Netflix documentary uh, a while back called No Impact Man. Mm -hmm. It was the guy mm -hmm. that uh, cut off his power. He cut off, you know, um, all impacts to the earth right mm -hmm. and so um he did it for a full year and when he finished he he gave a lecture um <laughs> and all these people asked him uh questions and the yeah. main question was what is the single thing that you would recommend someone do is it cutting off their power he said mm -hmm. no, no no the single thing i would recommend is get involved to help your community yeah he said the moment that you get involved to help your community and and you stop focusing on just yourself right. Your whole attitude, your whole everything changes mm -hmm. as to, um, you know, what you can do to better everyone around you, right? Yeah. And and so that's why I love this philanthropy event so mm -hmm. much. I hope it, I really hope that it it grows and that y'all continue to keep doing great things like that. Yeah, I mean that that'd be something I would love just helping people out as much as I can because right. I, mean, I can't, I don't personally, I can't help people out that much right now. I'm sure, pretty poor, but you know, I this is something I can do. It's just only thing it costs me is time. And You're rich in heart, though. Impoverished. Impoverished. There it is. Yeah. You're rich in heart. So I yeah. thought you were going to say the first thing he did was turn his AC on, you know, instead of help. You know, you're like, well, guess what? The first thing he did is turn his AC on. <laughs> he made a glass of ice water. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just, just playing, though. But I, I would say that would be the one thing I miss if uh, if we lost power. Be AC? AC, man. Well, we also live in Texas. I would move north. I would uh, buy guys. I got to go. Speaking of which, that's a very interesting point. So now temperatures are mm -hmm. up in the high nineties mm -hmm. and 
Um, Power company is asking to keep your AC. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, I won't keep my AC that high. Like 82 is what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah. No chance at night. Yeah. uh, (laughs) No chance. I won't keep. I I will never keep my AC at 82 unless it's broke. If it's broke, it's going to be at 82. Maybe maybe 85. Maybe in like. (laughs) november when it starts getting cold out and i'm like i can put this at 82 make sure it doesn't get i'm hot natured man i yeah i need oh so am i i need it like when were you born what month april see i'm may and they say when were you i don't know if that has anything i don't it does it does talking about astrology because if you're born like if you're born in the winter months then you're cold natured so you oh boy yeah i'm telling you what's your zodiac sign (laughs) so (laughs) i'm a cancer moon right back back to the ERCOT. we were you know, we were advised, please Humor me. do this, you know, to help with the power grid. Yeah. What we didn't hear was, what, what are the new protocols on ERCOT so that this never happens again? Like they're selling power all throughout the country. And my question is, so first off, how are they going to prevent something, you know, like the freeze from getting close to shutting the grid down ever again? Yeah. And then, you know, what what exactly what transparency are they going to show us as consumers all we've heard so far is do your part and lower your ac are they doing anything or they're just like this is on you guys like come on so again i remember abbott making an address to ERCOT, but i don't remember any sort of conclusion or yeah i haven't either yeah i mean you guys follow that other than, than keeping your acs at a certain <clears throat> So it says Texas Power Grid sees record-breaking demand during heat wave. That was 18 hours ago. Right. You know, of course, it's hot. People are going to lower their AC to, to stay cooler. Right. Um, and we know that Samsung is building the third factory. Mm-hmm. And the biggest deal with the ERCOT situation was the fact that they shut power down to Samsung when power um, was guaranteed to them. Mm-hmm. And, and Samsung lost millions of dollars of revenue. And there were supposed to be Oof. some big you know, settlement, lawsuit, mm-hmm. what have you. And I haven't seen anything from that. Okay. I haven't seen any sort of um, parameters or or what they intend to do because yeah. the, the system is only going to get bigger, right? People are only moving here um, and the homes aren't getting any smaller. That's for sure. So they have, they have sent a 60 item roadmap to Abbott on how to fix the situation with the grid. Who sent that to him? Uh, ERCOT. Okay. And uh, some of the, Footnotes are taking a more aggressive approach, operational approach, requiring CEO certifications, uh, adding new requirements for generation owners, uh, assessing on on-site fuel supplies. Um, what about like solar panels? If you just throw solar panels on every single roof, you know, I've heard anything? I've heard people say that. Um, would that help? I I don't, I don't know if that's the answer or not. Honestly, my I buddy lost power during the storm. And he was like, yeah, I just flipped a switch and we were good. Like, not everything would work, but I was like, well, that's right. pretty sweet. Like, they say change is required for ERCOT to continue to reliably serve the millions of customers and business businesses that depend on us. We have extensively reviewed our processes to better serve Texans and will continue to work very closely with the PUC to ensure we're aligned in these efforts. These changes will benefit all Texans and support continued economic growth for the state of Texas. That just sounds there's like this. Yeah. There's nothing. That just sounds like. Hey, guys, like, we're working on Hey, it. I need something. To, I need something to say. Uh, to you the know public. what that reminds me of? That South Park with the, the BP guy. He's like, sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. He's on the bearskin rug. Like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> that, you showed me that like last year or something. That's so That's funny. funny. I'm sorry. Uh, we're, we're there's look- only one thing I can say. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, Google this South Park, uh, South Park they... episode where uh, BP is apologizing. It's, yeah. it's so funny. You know, as we're talking about all this uh, conserving power for mm-hmm. AC, I'm looking over right now and it's at 68. Yeah, I wonder who did that. It's freezing in here. Yeah, it feels great in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my shirt rolled down because I'm cold. So oh, I, that's why yeah. I developed uh, the WeWorks in Texas, right? Yeah. So um, every WeWork, the air conditioner just constantly jamming too. Mm-hmm. And everyone would always complain as to why. And it's because you have to have so many air exchanges by the occupancy count. Okay. So by the way, I didn't do that. Right. That's, that's, well, a you would have put it at 69. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> I think all three of us would have done that. So <laughs> for sure. So, but, 
to go back to the solar panels, I think what they need to do is put incentives out because mm-hmm. that would 100% Aren't help. there some incentives, though? There are. I mean, <laughs> but not Austin, Texas was the number one city in America mm-hmm. to do solar as far mm-hmm. as did it make financial sense. Yeah. The the ROI in Austin was around eight years mm-hmm. versus the national average was 20 years. Oh, right? wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense if the average Austinite is in their home for five years. Right. right? But what we do see is that the solar panels, the um, equitable gain maintains right right? the the people want to purchase the ones that have the solar Mm -hmm. panels on them right so but i think they're going to have to do it because that is more or it's less consumption and Mm -hmm. more power potentially added back to the grid at the consumer level yeah i haven't heard anything about it i mean yeah it's weird i think it's uh, i don't know there's lots of theories but like you said my dad got him what two years ago and my stepmom drives a tesla so she just gets free energy from that and oh cool he, he loves it he's like yeah i don't pay any electricity he has a giant house with a sweet guest pool or guest house. And it's, he's like, yeah, nothing for energy anymore. Cool. That's, so and those Teslas, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a quite a bit of power consumption yeah. when you plug them in. It's yeah. effectively like running your dryer all night yeah. or however long it needs to charge. Right. Um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's 220 power. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll like dry a shirt just to get the wrinkles out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Adrian's like, it's because of you. <laughs> it's because of people like you that were, uh, we're, we're losing power. What do you I'm want like, me to use an iron? What is this? <laughs> I know. 93? I can literally do that for five minutes. My shirt's, mm-hmm. you know. So I should have done that this morning. Um, we have to throw another shirt in that's wet with it. Steam it. But, uh, you know. So as far as um, if we were to, to wrap this up, mm-hmm. I think um, it sounds like we have two somewhat cliffhangers. Number one I'm is. I about to say, what are the cliffhangers? Where is the it's COVID protocol going? I mean, right. that's that's going to impact our life. It's going to impact real estate. Um, that's Everything. something that we definitely need to know, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and winter will be here before we know it. And will winter our power grid survive this summer? I mean, are how close are we to like yeah. meltdown? <laughs> Here's one question I have for you: No pun intended. <laughs> Would you rather lose power? in like a heat storm like this or a heat wave when it's 106 out or would in this like the winter weather? that's a great question i think i'd rather do the winter because i can, yeah, I can, throw a few I can build a fire on. you yeah. say that however what we saw were um pipes bursting yeah right you yeah know, that's another aspect um, of it you're talking about actual physical damage mm-hmm. you know to the property that is whereas heat there's no physical damage that's right it's just you sweat a lot you just yeah you lose weight <laughs> hey it might be a good thing and, you know, as a pool owner, you lose power to that pool pump. Oh, oh man. That oh, system yeah. is toast. Yeah. Um, yeah. My buddy owns a pool company and he's still that's behind. Right. Well, because they can't get the parts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the problem with the heat is that you could lose lives. Yeah. You can lose lives either way, mm-hmm. but it, it seems to be more predominant with the heat. Right. right? Isn't Especially... that just nature's way of hurting, you know? Getting rid of the herd. Natural natural selection. Selection. What's that? But what's that called? Natural selection. Natural selection. Thinning the herd. <laughs> it definitely. So I'm going to use a city like Chicago. Yeah. Right. So we are more acclimated to heat. Right. If they catch a heat wave, mm-hmm. um, yeah. they definitely lose individuals. They, yeah. they And yeah. they're not prepared. What demographic you think? What age it's, group? It's older. Older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um, there go. Or baby boomers. Just like that. R.I.P. R.I.P moment of silence you know it's funny i was thinking about that the other day is as we get older we start to lose people from a certain generation you know and we lose touch with that generation as we get older our our group i mean you're probably a generation behind me what are you gen x i'm 44 yeah so i'm you know millennial or he may this be new a, generation i don't know that's actually I'm, two behind yeah i might i'm on the cusp of either or so i can like you know as we get older you know, the 70s and the Thanks 80s yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm a millennial or the new one, depending on who I'm with. So, you know, my daughter being 12, your your kids being six and nine. Right. You know, it's uh, it's I mean, the world's going to be incredibly different by the time they get our age. And we're oh, going to yeah. be old and we're going to be like, remember the 80s? <laughs> They're going to be like, what? You know, yeah. um, it kind of is, is, you know. It's it's weird to think about because my grandparents, you know, that are all in their eighties now, and you know, they would just they all they talk about are the fifties and the sixties, and um, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're going to be there talking about the 80s and the 90s. I mean, we were talking about this air conditioner, right? So my my grandmother didn't have mm-hmm. air conditioner. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mine she didn't had either. to sit in front of a little oscillating fan Oof. just to put her makeup and on. And you get to talking to it like, Luke, I am your father. Even though Star Wars has come out. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's. Where do you think George Lucas got the idea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny did you know real quick fun fact i was born on the day star wars came out you've told me this may in 25th fact, 1977 yeah i did yeah we'll all relive it together <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably say it a lot i'm I, I love the fact that i was born on the day that star wars came out mm-hmm. you know, i kind of feel like i have the force with me Dude, um, so now since we're way off topic <laughs> we're so always way off i'm topic. gonna throw this out there first yeah so to me the MCU movies have eclipsed Star Wars, in my opinion, because the last Star Wars movies were garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, bad. absolute garbage. MCU? Marvel Comics? Right. Yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. yeah. And and so I just finished, my the, bad. I just finished yeah. the Loki series. Oh, so good. So, good. so, so good. the finale on that, um, you know, is I had to actually read a couple of Reddits to mm-hmm. fully understand where they were taking that right mm-hmm. um and and i want to break down let me know because I'm, I'm so i got it now i, I okay, read yeah, enough reddit tell me i've watched it but i don't know the break i'll tell so you off air here's the deal it. is that now they're going to introduce this multiverse which well, no spoilers no spoilers i don't think that's a spoiler but well just... we're already there so yes yeah, go ahead and turn your mic off um, <laughs> so they're going to introduce this multiverse right which is something that definitely happened in the comics and you saw it kind of for the first time on that cartoon spider-man the uh, um, right, right 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 and then um yeah different um and then it the guy uh the uh the black actor the the guy that played the he who knows all mm-hmm. um he he's his, playing king right mm-hmm. he's going to be king the conqueror but it's going to be his all his other his variant variant mm-hmm. is going to be ah. king the conqueror. he mentioned someone that goes and conquers mm-hmm. um and so that's, i like how they did all this kind of setting stuff up like that next yeah. they really do they're really good at that stuff i tell you what though mm-hmm. that falcon and winter soldier was awful you didn't like it oh my god it was I liked so it, really? boring dude I that was, was pretty good so, so they had a whole like pandemic like part about it and they had to do so many reshoots and like it, yeah it, it was kinda, terrible and they had to do it during covid it so terrible. it's the, definitely the weakest one of all the three. was incredible awesome i awesome. actually liked wandavision more than loki but loki know. has They're, more impact yeah. on the future of the mc did you know wanda is the sister of mary kate nashley oh yeah yeah i didn't know that mm-hmm. so, i can tell i can wandavision I was tell. incredibly well yeah. done. So good. i mean each episode you know at first you're like what am i watching yeah the first and, two episodes i was like I and each episode was. was so drastically different yeah. from the one before it the yeah. the low-key i felt like it was like they a could long have movie. condensed it yeah. into probably four episodes in yeah. my opinion i i felt like the acting was was well done mm-hmm. but like some of the corny scenes oh, between him and the female low-key i'm just like okay yeah Come on. The yeah. actor of Loki, did you know he was in the movie Skull or Kong Skull Island? Yeah. I didn't know that. Tom really that. I watched it. Pretty mm-hmm. good. He's got you know, he's got his normal hair. Right. You know, his, his short, short hair. hair. Yeah. And he's uh, got a British accent also. Well, he is British. Yeah. He's from across the pond. <laughs> you I mean, I, I know that, but <laughs> <laughs> that means he's from England. <laughs> <laughs> Down under wrong country. <laughs> wrong country. Put another pond. shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, yeah. great movie by the way. I watched that when we were in Colorado. By the way, I was like, yeah. we gotta watch this. <clears throat> I'd say what, man. So you talk about some movies that can withstand the test of time. Yeah. I sh- I let my kids watch Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, mm-hmm. and Machiavelli fell off the couch. Got a package, people. <laughs> great movie. Jim that Harry's one's the best. Yeah, dude. I just best. watched me myself and Irene the other day. Yeah, <laughs> did you have fun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt like that was just okay, but I mean, there's so many like little clever parts in Ace Ventura that I forgot mm-hmm. about. Whereas like landlords, like Ventura, he's like, yes, Satan. Satan? <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> what was the landlord's name? Can you remember? It was real long, Mister. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we are. We are we running short of time? So next time we'll have Darlene. will be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode seven she'll be back yeah. we'll, she'll get to tell us all about her grapes and uh the visit to napa that's who, right who'd she go with a bunch of friends that's right uh all, all ladies nice and then when she gets back we're headed to miami where is that uh, poppy oh Florida. miami god i'm a moron <laughs> oh i hate I ohio <laughs> I was like, Miami? What is that? Sushi? 
Oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. I'll, take the, I'll take the uh, Miami roll <laughs> with a side of sweet sour sauce, please. <laughs> Where Sorry. is that? Go on. Didn't mean to <laughs> ruin that. <laughs> we can't write this stuff, honestly. That was So you're going to Miami for what? So anything um, happening there? Cuban sandwiches? No. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently the Rona is happening. <laughs> um, Got to get a kilo of uh, sushi. No, that was on the box. We wanted to check, and I'm excited. I've never um, been. Mm-hmm. I've never been either. I saved a guy who lives in Miami when I was in Costa Rica, uh, whitewater rafting. You saved. He him? calls me once a year, or he'll send me a, te- a message on Facebook mm-hmm. the day it happened. And he always oh, wow. sends me a message. I mean, they're long messages. He just talks about his year, and he talks, and he says, "I can't express how much I, I I thank you for saving my life that day." Did you give him CPR? Or you just pulled him back <laughs> in the pull, room, dude. I have it on video. I had because I had a uh, GoPro. You're like <laughs> <laughs> loser. <laughs> he just he we come over this 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 you know the, the wave and we hit and he just bounces out. I mean, mm-hmm. but he gets he's he's in front and he's he's holding on. And I I grab his his life jacket, but then he hits again and he goes out a little further. So I I grab my oar and I stick it in the water and I pull him up and then I grab his life jacket and I pull him back on. But when he had the oar in his in his hand, he was going under. Mm-hmm. And he thought he said it when he was going under. He thought his he saw his life flash before his eyes, Damn. and he remember looking up at me. And I think I was laughing. I think I was because <laughs> again. You don't you go on this thing yeah. thinking it's everything's safe. Sure. So even though he fell out, I'm still thinking he's safe because why would they put us in this uh, kind of yeah. danger? Mm-hmm. But I'm laughing because his face. I mean, it was it was like he was melting. You know, he was just ah, he was dying. You know, and ah. So he, I pull him up and yeah. I mean, I, every every year every year on that day, that's cool. He that's sends cool. me a message saying, "Hey man, you know." Uh, he actually sells he he imports flowers. To Miami and sells mm. them. He's a flower guy. Cool. Um, that's, cool. that's his job. Been doing it for thirty something years. I gave a dude CPR at a crawfish boil. He didn't know he was allergic, allergic to yeah. shellfish. Ooh. Yeah, man. We're all just sitting there, and and this one guy's jamming on the guitar. Right. Mm-hmm. I look over, and this dude's neck is out past his ears. Man. <laughs> what, dude? I just started pressing on his chest, and uh, you need an epipen for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, back then, I mean, this was like oh two. I didn't really know about epipen. How old were you? Uh, right out of college. Jeez, and age. um, yeah, and so, anyways, he bought me this bow and arrow, and I've like I've been into archery ever since. Mm-hmm. But like, that was his gift to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah, why do you get a guy that saved your life? Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Well, so there's <laughs> there's a little history to that we uh, <laughs> um, so we're in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and there was this state park in North Little Rock, and we would ride our mountain bikes, um, and they had just archery areas at the park. And so he taught me how to shoot, and he thought that'd be a good gift. And I'm, you know That's what? Now my both both my kids shoot bow and arrow. Um, dude, but, your daughter does everything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude, she was catching the fish, man. So uh, I we took our first guided tour um, in the bay there in Corpus, and um, damn, man, we we hadn't been there five minutes, and she's like, "Dad, I got a fish." <laughs> I was like, "No, you don't." He's like, "Yeah, I do." And. Uh, <laughs> She already had a fish in the boat in the first five minutes. Man. Italia McLean, man, look at her. She That's she a, does everything: dancing, soccer now, right? Baseball. Uh, back to soccer, dude. See, Machiavelli's doing tackle football in a couple, like Ooh. starting next week. He's like six, man, seven. That's right. I My mean, dad started that around here. Everybody was like, "No, the flag football until 12. and he goes, "No, five. And so your dad started yeah. tackle football for kids. Yeah, <laughs> Pop Warner was like, "No, we're not doing that." And my dad goes, "Okay, we'll do something else." And they're like, "What?" That's right. And my dad goes, "No, I'm in charge of it. We're doing tackle football right now." Because I don't want to watch flag football anymore. Does he know Spike McBride? So Spike is the guy that's, I guess, our coach mm-hmm. um, and the ringleader currently. But so what's How many crazy, teams are there? There's only one. Um, you know, for flag, there's tons. And right. They all play mm-hmm. each other. So we have to go. We have to commute to Buda. We have to commute to Dripping Springs. We have to play these. So there's other teams. They're just not in Lakewood. That's right. So when he did it, so he started it. Do you think it's think moms a... preventing their kids from playing tackle football? I or do you mean, think it's a uh, not? I'm not trying to be sexist, right? But do you think it's protective mothers versus hey, you know, talking to the dads? No, nope, we're not letting our kids do that. I would say What's more so opinion? than the dads. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Um, I would but, think so. Um, I mean, the truth is, for me, with Machiavelli, he's he's got to get that out. He's somehow, overly right? aggressive. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, you're gonna strap up, boy, and someone's gonna yeah. put you down. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
I agree with that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's he was tackling at the playground, um, you know, at school, getting <laughs> in trouble. Um, and they got to get that out some way. His mm-hmm. some do. coach was like, no, we got to do this on the mat, not at school. It wasn't getting across his mind. And I think um, but I'm, I'm looking for him to have not just an outlet, but to him, flag football, it didn't it didn't do anything for him. No, yeah. but uh, I'm. It only made him want to tackle. You never really know. <laughs> you never really know until the first time. You I had to tackle him to get the flag. Come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've been lit up. Uh, where did you learn to teabag? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's my flag. All right, we're gonna cut really. this way before. <laughs> <laughs> you should get him into lacrosse, though. You know, I thought about that, but the problem is, get him in golf. You, you give him a weapon. Ah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great defensive player. Uh, it's not a weapon. No, no, it's a weapon. <laughs> it, no, 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 no. You get to hit. My mom was like, "You don't like football?" And I'm like, "No." And she goes, "You should play lacrosse." I'm like, "But I want to hit somebody." I'm like, she goes, "You have a stick that you can hit people with." And I was like, ah, "Yeah, you I'll just sit there and tag them yeah. on the shoulder over yeah. and over so, in the kneecap on the shoulder." Well, it's mostly it's like you're blessing them. Kinda, but like <laughs> it's you got to hit their hands and the stick or make it at least like you're trying to hit right. the stick. But you can like get them into golf, man. But. So he's in golf camp this morning. Him and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's go play today. So play uh, golf today, not today. Y'all. I'm I'm riding Cedus with my cousin. But you want to buy one? I did talk to my dad's we'll on see. one. Um, I did talk to Falconhead. Um, about, welcome back to shop. <laughs> uh, about sponsoring a scramble. So oh, I'll play on your. I'll get so a team or play on your my team. My thought or... is, um, we're gonna do a uh, client appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, the the weekend of Thanksgiving. And I was going to do... It's funny. Actually, I have a tournament that weekend. Play on my tournament. It's, it's, it's benefiting the fire department. On which day? 24th, I think. So anyways, I'm putting something together. <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got definitely more than a dozen disc golf clients. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a two-day deal. Oh, uh, disc golf and golf? Mm-hmm. That's a good okay. idea. Yeah. That's sweet. Which disc golf course? I'll just take the Batlands. Okay. Because I can work with those guys. And, right. Um, They'll play anyways. One slightly more expensive than the other. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's something, something that's coming. That's Talk. cool. That's really cool. Um, not to brag, but I am. My last two rounds of golf have been under par. Mm. So, I, I think I figured it out. Yeah. I think I seriously have figured out this well, game. I played the other day, and I shot like a 46 on the front nine, and then like... 85 on the back nine. <laughs> so drinks like, might have been involved <laughs> yeah no so my contacts are really old and like i'm i was crying out of one eye the whole time because like, you shot 46 no I don't, I don't i was doing great and then that started happening i'm like this is my jordan flu game let's go and it didn't happen it was, I was, it was bad flu game. <laughs> it was bad but you know that dude went off on like 80 something po- what did he yeah. shoot how many points you get on that game something ridiculous yeah remember that all right i'm out yeah. All right. Thanks, All guys, thanks for guys. being here. That we will see y'all us. next week. Yeah. So the website is fully up. McLeanResidential.com and McLeanCommercial.com. Look us up. And I got a new I got a new website. So we loans edit everything by everything in between. <laughs> loans by AlanMacArthur.com. Mm-hmm. Everything you need when it comes to residential, yeah. right there. Loans by AlanMacArthur.com. A L A N M C A R T H U R dot com. Loans by AlanMacArthur.com. Yeah. Harrison, where can we find you? Uh, uh, McLean website. I'll be the handsome one with a slight beard. <laughs> uh, so hit me up if you want to call me, 512-487-4804. Say it again. 512-487-4804. I'm going to call you. Do it. All, All right. right, guys. Thanks, Until guys. next time, episode seven. All right, bye.